0: is good, good morning liberty well what is going on all of our liberty loving friends welcome back to another fantastic episode of good morning liberty name's chuck with what me, as always nathaniel <laughs> paul thurston
1: how's it going man oh
0: just got back from gallivanting around florida yeah how was florida uh It was warm and sunny and, uh, you know, a little bit of depression lifted.
1: Yeah, it was warm here, too. It got up to like 75. I know, but it wasn't as sunny, I heard. No, it wasn't. So, no, it was
0: and it wasn't the wind wasn't blowing 30 miles an hour. It's
1: pretty crazy over here, for sure.
0: By the way, that's one of the rougher landings I've had in a while coming home Tuesday night. Where did you go in Florida? Tampa. Tampa. Tampa, which is, you know, sometimes it's hit or miss in the Mm wintertime. But we got 80 degrees and sunshine and it was nice. Did you try um,
1: saying gay while you were
0: there? I did, actually, and uh, no one arrested me. You said gay. I said gay. And no one arrested you? In Florida. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And I saw gay people even walking around.
1: You saw, there's still gay people there? It
0: looked, I mean, I saw two dudes holding hands. Well, they claimed asylum, I bet. They were, like, interlocking holding hands. Mm. And so I assumed, hopefully correctly, that they were gay, and uh, they were in Florida. Okay. Okay. So... Huh. I didn't see Ron DeSantis peeking around the corner. <laughs> well, they
1: must have signed a new law or something then, like yeah. outlawing that one that they had signed previously, I guess.
0: I, I thought all looked normal.
1: <laughs> anyhow, anyhow, That's this my, is Good Morning Liberty. That was my research. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> from on. from the field. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I went down <laughs> to check it out. Oh, we appreciate you doing that. Letting us know how things are going down there. This is Good Morning Liberty. We talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week. When and we whether or not to. you can say gay in Florida. And we have done the research. Charlie went yeah. to Florida. You could still say gay.
0: And that is a fact.
1: It is a it's fact. It's not just an opinion. He did it. He's got yeah. actual ev- evidence that you can do this. So anyway. Well, I didn't record
0: it on video. If or you're,
1: oh, you don't have the actual, this is just no. hearsay.
0: <laughs> well, no, I'm the person that you're said the, it. Okay. So that would be a, a first account.
1: I got you. First-hand account of, that you can do this. Um, and when I saw that coffee cup at first, the, the red and the yellow, I thought you had like a hammer and sickle coffee cup, the first part of the logo. I don't know why I just saw that out of the corner of my eye and I thought it was like a hammer and sickle. This is Omega Mart. There you go. That's that a Vegas. big cup. Um, anyhow, we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week when we want to, if you are so inclined, please smash the follow button, the like button, go find us on YouTube, all that stuff. Hello to all of our new YouTube subscribers. Thanks for coming and hanging out. We got our first video that hit over a million views on YouTube. So that's good. That's pretty cool. It's at 1.2 million views. So
0: that's a milestone.
1: We, we finally got let out the gates. Yeah. Oddly enough, Charlie, two weeks after our, uh, Strike expired. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, how about that? Isn't that it's weird? We are taking about four years. Yeah, we've got
1: zero strikes <laughs> right now. Everything's okay. almost
0: four years. By the way, <laughs> it took a long think time. about the pandemic started March of twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah. In February of twenty twenty four.
1: In their defense, I didn't realize that there was some type of a um a not a quiz, but some type of retraining questionnaire. You had the answer on there. And, uh, I didn't realize that was a thing. So it sat there waiting for us to answer the questions uh, on that thing for uh, probably two years or and so. That's
0: because Nate doesn't check any notifications.
1: Yeah, Cause I don't actually look at notifications mm-hmm. or anything. And so I just happened to look, I was like, this strike has been on our account for such a long time. And I clicked on it and it was like, Oh, you just answered these 10 questions about COVID misinformation. Are you retrained? And I am now. I know what we can and can't say on YouTube okay. now. Can we say gay on YouTube? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think we can okay. say gay. We just can't say that, uh, gay people can't get COVID. Mm. You just can't say that. Yeah. Don't so I'll probably say that. have to bleep that out. Okay. So anyhow, see, I, I took the test. I know all the rules. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what the rules are. Well, I'm so glad um, let's see who else knows the rules. Uh, Donald Trump, here's a big one from yesterday. Well, let me put it up here on the screen for you. Here's a uh, big one from yesterday. The Supreme court is going to be taking up this, uh, this case or deciding whether or not Trump could have absolute immunity as a former president for the things that he did while he was president. Mm. And so it's. You probably know our thoughts on this whole thing but we'll we'll read a little bit from the article. The Supreme Court agreed Wednesday to decide whether Donald Trump may claim immunity in special counsel Jack Smith's election subversion case, adding another explosive appeal from the former president to its docket and further delaying his federal trial. Dude, how much money has this guy spent in legal fees, do you think? I'll I need I need an accounting of this. Half a billion? So much yeah. money. The court agreed to expedite the case. I wonder if some of
0: this can come from his campaign funding.
1: Um, his can Well, technically, I don't think it can, but money is fungible. So I don't, I mean, we'll see. I don't yeah. know how that works. The court agreed to expedite the case and hear arguments the week of April 22nd. The That's move,
0: expedition, by the this, way, in
1: court terms. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty quick.
0: We're going to. We're going to go two months out with this one.
1: <laughs> yeah. The move puts the front runner for the Republican presidential nomination on track for another high stakes date with the high court, which earlier this month heard arguments in a separate case questioning whether Trump disqualified himself from running for a second term under the 14th Amendment. Remember, they heard. About I'm going to the, guess uh,
0: they haven't come out with that opinion yet, but I'm going to guess that it's
1: it, that he did not disqualify himself. That's probably going to be. Did the you see that another corrupt court? Did you see another state removed him from the ballot? Yeah, that's the next story in the stack. well. We happen to know the state. Uh, Meanwhile, the Supreme Court arguments could come with Trump, could come while Trump, that makes more sense, is on trial in New York on criminal charges of falsifying business records as part of a cover-up to conceal hush money payments before the 2016 election. Remember, that's the one that got the whole the whole ball rolling. It's uh-huh. a pretty big golden ball by yeah, this point. $400 million a dollar ball. Of, a lot of rolling. The decision is a significant victory for Trump for at least two reasons. He will now be able to argue for sweeping presidential immunity that if granted could undermine the, be- uh, the bevy of legal challenges he faces. And he will also be able to push off a trial likely for several weeks at least. It's going to be more than, the, than several weeks. Now I mean, here's the
0: thing. I do not think the court... My opinion is that the court will not issue an opinion that presidents have immunity. I don't think they breaking, will either. I don't think they will.
1: I don't think they, I don't think they should, and I don't think they will. The, the biggest thing here is that it delays the trial uh, by so long that it's likely to not be concluded before the election. Mm. And so that's one of the really big deals here, because even when they hear it in April, they're not going to issue any kind of ruling on it until June. Uh, And then you get the trial back going again, and there's likely to not be any kind of verdict before you get to the election in November. Unless they expedite that. If I were like a Republican or Trump wanting to win the election in 2024, I would want them to rule that he does not have immunity. I think that that is actually the best ruling for Trump. I know that seems counterintuitive here, but that will help whip up the base. If right now, if they rule that he has absolute immunity, that's going to stir up the Democrats. That's going to make them more willing to come out and vote and all that because of this corrupt, you know, Trump appointed Supreme court has ruled to give him immunity. And that's actually going to whip the vote for Democrats coming towards the election. Mm -hmm. What you actually want is for him to have a loss when it comes to this immunity to keep the right the Republicans base stirred up. And for the Democrats to feel like they just got some kind of a win and for them to keep thinking that they can rely on these, these cases to try and take Trump down before the election. That's what you should want. This is actually best case scenario. Like you said, they're probably not going to rule that he has immunity, uh, but this is going to delay it uh, significantly. Mm-hmm. So overall, good thing for Trump. Then you got the stuff going on in, in Georgia. I don't know if you followed, you know, what's going on with the prosecutor, the DA in Georgia and all that stuff. I heard some of it. Yeah. So it was, I mean, that case, I don't know what's going to happen with it, but she could end up getting thrown out. Phony Willis is what I call her. (laughs) Um, Phony Willis's case uh, is in trouble right now. (laughs) $400,000. Yeah. Compared Um, to
0: Trump's $400 million fine in New York.
1: Right now, um, I think that, uh, Trump could be one of the luckiest people uh, imaginable. Like when it comes to the Georgia thing, first off, that's the most dangerous case because that's a state case. And, you know, you can't even you um, there's nothing he can do about that. Even if he wins a the presidency, they could still hold that over his head, you know. Mm. Uh, so then from what I understand, all the other ones where you're talking about federal charges and things, you know, there's there's stuff he could he could help himself out. If he were to win the presidency. So, Charlie, absolute immunity for presidents. What do you think? No. No? No. But that could end up with former presidents getting charged with crimes that they committed while they were in office. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. You're saying yeah. the head of the mob <laughs> yeah. could be held liable for
0: the murders that he ordered?
1: Remember, Trump said that there's just no way that the president would be able to operate. Oh, yeah. actually, he said Trump argued that presidents might be hesitant to act if they were concerned about the prospect of criminal charges after they leave office. <laughs> they could be hesitant to break the law. Right. That's that's a dangerous precedent you're setting for the president. Yeah. Um, his criminal be indictment— hesitant
0: to, like, shoot someone on Fifth <laughs> Avenue, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: you know, and still get elected.
1: His criminal indictment in 2020 election interference probe, if allowed to stand, would have a chilling effect on future administrations, Now, here's the he thing.
0: If they would charge him with, like, other crimes that were, like, real crimes. Crimes? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, rather than this phony stuff. It's like, we'll charge him for <laughs> unauthorized drone strikes. Rem- you know?
1: Remember, he was technically impeached by the House over this insurrection thing in January 6th, but he wasn't convicted by the Senate. Mm-hmm. So he's still, you know, and then he gets all of these other charges, 91 different charges, and none of them are insurrection And so this, this whole idea is pretty ridiculous to me. Um, Yeah. Like you said, there's plenty of crimes and let's go back and charge Obama with, you know, extra judiciously killing American citizens, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, George W. Bush. Yeah. Charge him. Why don't we talk about, I don't know if there's actual laws on the books, but plenty of violations of our constitutional rights by these people there's probably not law saying you can't violate constitutional the, rights. The Constitution know? is a law, by the way. <laughs>
0: yeah. So if oh, you the, violate the Constitution, you're violating law.
1: The uh, That book I told you about is amazing, by the way. I'm my, I'm my second time in it. The Constitution in Exile by nice. uh, Judge Napolitano. Really good book. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay, uh, there's that one. He's a pretty smart man. He is a smart man for mm-hmm. sure. We'll get back to the show in just a second. But first, I want to tell you guys about our newest sponsor, Hillsdale College. Did you guys study history or economics or the meaning of the U.S. Constitution in school? Okay, maybe some history. Maybe you went over the Constitution a little bit. Definitely not any economics. But even if you did, it's probably time for a refresher. That's why I'm so excited that Hillsdale College is offering more than 40 free online courses in the most important and enduring subject. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, Stories in the Book of Genesis, The Meaning of the U.S. Constitution, The Rise and Fall of the Roman Republic, Or the History of the Ancient Christian Church with Hillsdale College's online courses, all available for free. That's right, for free. Personally, I recommend you guys sign up for Constitution 101, the meaning and history of the U.S. Constitution. In this 12-lecture course, you'll explore the design and purpose of the Constitution, the challenges it faced during the Civil War, and how it's been undermined for more than a century by progressivism and liberalism. The course is self-paced so that you can start whenever and wherever. Enroll now in Constitution 101, because our country needs more Americans who understand the Constitution and can defend the freedom of the American people against the encroachments of an increasingly large and unaccountable government. Go right now to hillsdale.edu gml to enroll. There's no cost and it's easy to get started. That's hillsdale.edu gml to register hillsdale.edu gml. Uh, 14th Amendment disqualifies Trump from the Illinois ballot judge rules. Oh, okay. Illinois. Mm-hmm. Back in our hometown state. I
0: just... Part of me thinks Trump shouldn't even worry about these states, that he's not going to win anyway. Yeah. Colorado, <laughs> Illinois. If New York does it, California, who cares? Mm-hmm. Honestly. Who cares? Let's see what Serene had to say.
1: Uh, let's see. Oh, that's too far.
0: An Illinois go. judge removed former President Trump from the state's ballot on Wednesday, citing the 14th Amendment insurrection clause. The big picture, the ruling which Cook County Circuit Judge Tracy Porter immediately put on hold in anticipation of an appeal, comes as the Supreme Court weighs a similar argument in Colorado to keep the GOP presidential frontrunner off the ballot over his involvement in the January 6th Capitol riot. His involvement, this is such a ridiculous notion that, that he said, Literally his involvement is we should peacefully protest.
1: He gave a, he gave a speech.
0: And then, which by the way, didn't even have half the rhetoric that other officers of the United States had when it came to the, to the George Floyd
1: riots. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely not. But they didn't attack the Capitol in those riots. Oh yeah. So that's just American businesses mm -hmm. and And they they killed people. They didn't go out. Well, but not in the temple. (laughs) <laughs> not the, so not in the cathedral okay. of democracy. Yeah. Mm. So um I it's it's hard for me to imagine you know, Illinois, a lot of people don't know this, but Illinois is actually a very Republican state. Except for the fact that there's more people in Chicago than there are in the rest of the state. That's right. And so, but Charlie and I being from Illinois, like we know this a very I mean, conservative areas in some ways more so than Tennessee where we live right now.
0: There's only like, what, four to six counties, I think, that are blue. The rest are red in Illinois.
1: It depends on what election cycle. I mean. But they're you, all literally in Chicago. Yeah. I mean, there was one, uh, one uh, gubernatorial election where only Cook County went for the Democrat. The rest of the state went for the Republican and the Democrat won. Yeah. I mean, there's literally more people yeah. in the, in that county. All you do the is campaign the in Chicago. Yeah. And, you don't um, have
0: to worry about the rest of the state.
1: Like Costco said, that's a large majority of blue states. And that's, you know, I've always been in favor of Illinois splitting itself in two, doing Northern Illinois, Southern Illinois kind of thing, because yeah. the people where we're from in the very, very Southern tip of Illinois are ruled by whatever people in Chicago want to do. And you're talking, you know, six hours to get up to Chicago the when I say I'm from Illinois, people are like, oh yeah, I love Chicago. I'm like, I went there for a vacation a couple of times, you know, like to go visit it or whatever, but it's a long trip. Mm -hmm. I could go to Nashville and back before I could get up to downtown Chicago, you know? Uh, So anyhow, it's, it's weird to think about our families and where we're from, not having Trump on the ballot because you know where we're from, that that's, who everyone wants to vote for. And so then it kind of brings it home, this idea of voter disenfranchisement kind of thing, because that is who all of these people that we know from back home want to vote for. And this is also the case in many states around the whole country. And they're just, if this were the whole, which it's not, if this were the whole, actually removing that option from the ballot seems very anti-democratic to me. They can always ride them in. They can, yeah. uh, But that hardly that hardly works. Did you see that that uncommitted thing in the Michigan got thirteen percent over hundred thousand votes uh, in the Democrat primary? I did. Yeah, but it's not
0: it's not that unusual,
1: by the way. That amount is very unusual. It's
0: happened before.
1: That with am- an incumbent, that that amount is very unusual.
0: No, the thirteen percent.
1: No, the hundred thousand votes. Oh, yeah, that was uh, that's a lot. A lot of votes. I think that's happened before, though, when like Obama. I don't know. I think
0: everything I've been hearing some... about
1: it says it's not. We can look it yeah. up. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to check on that. We'll just ask uh, Google Gemini. It'll tell us the truth. Um, Although I
0: will say people that are voting for anyone else, like in like in uh, was it North Carolina? I don't know. Or South Carolina? Or where did they vote for?
1: Oh, None of These Candidates? None of These Candidates. I think that was Nevada where that happened. That's right. Yeah. I still never made that shirt. I was going to make a None of These Candidates shirt. Mm -hmm. That's right. I forgot about that. Okay, shifting gears away from election politics here for a second. Um, Actually, let me see. Do I have something else pull up here? Let's make fun of this ATF post. Pretty funny. Uh, They said, today we remember and honor the lives and service of ATF special agents. And then they name off all the agents who were killed 31 years ago. Mm. while attempting to execute warrants at the Branch Davidian Compound. We're not, definitely not going to go into the whole history of uh, Waco here. That's We're not the people that you want to talk to about that. I would talk to Scott Horton or something like that. I did think it was pretty funny they got a community note on here that said it should also be noted that the ATF burned or shot all members of the compound except for nine. Nine of the people uh, made it out of the compound. Um, the outcome of the siege was most likely unnecessary as Koresh was likely planning to surrender, according to FBI analysts, and every attempt at cooperation was shut down. They um, should have had uh, Chris Voss there. They, uh, yeah. Is that the uh, negotiator? Yeah, the yeah. top FBI negotiator. Um, pretty epic community note on the ATS post. Uh, I posted a God Hates Fed shirt um, link on on the post as well it's also just gross to me that they still do this 31 years ago to me it seems almost like a it's almost like they're still trying to cover their asses from this so they they have to go full on they have to go all the way in on the lie that this was the necessary outcome of this that there was nothing else they could have done and so they have to honor the people that were killed now the people that were killed I guess. Uh, I mean, we're against know, death. I don't like death. Right. I would rather see them in prison for the rest mm. of their lives. <laughs> yeah. You know. But to make it like a like nine
0: that. eleven memorial. <laughs> yeah. Never
1: forget. Never forget. You know.
0: <laughs> As if it was.
1: Yeah. It um, could have been handled way better. Yeah. And what, what? What? I mean, it was what around eighty people that died in that. Uh, you know, women and children yeah. that that died in this thing. Yeah. Just burned alive mm-hmm. or shot. So hey, thank you, community notes. I don't think that's a community note we would have seen a couple of years ago. No, I'll tell you that. Um, okay, let's. I want to talk to you about this. And
0: what T Dub said. Don't you love how the gun enforcement agencies shot all these people? <laughs>
1: yeah. Like
0: <laughs> firearm safety. <clears throat> you know, we'll show you how to kill people. <sighs> all
1: right. Um. It. Okay. Before I go all the way in on this, uh, Charlie, you tell me what you think about this. Plan. I did see this from Wendy's. Yeah. What do you? So,
0: this is from uh, Chief Warren. She tweets Wendy's is planning to try out surge pricing. That means you could pay more for your lunch, even if the cost of Wendy's stays exactly the same. It's price gouging, plain and simple, and American families have had enough. I have a couple thoughts on this. First of all, it's not price gouging, it's just supply and demand. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If more people are in the drive through, and in the counters trying to order at the same time that they're demanding, the the demand has gone up, the supply or the resources that are supplying the supply are limited. Mm-hmm. Then gee, the cost increases typically in a supply and demand
1: economy. I was talking to our friend John about this yesterday and I was like, you know, I think it's a pretty terrible idea on their part, but well,
0: that was going to be my second part yeah. to this, which is, this is dumb. Mm-hmm. So the Wendy's is going to lose money for this. Yeah. Because people are going to stop showing up.
1: Which is, well, let's, uh, I'm doing my best to hold off right now. I I found some interesting comments on here and what people were saying. This person, uh, Farron Cousins, said, Hey, Wendy's, will your employees be getting surge paid during busier hours? Or is the excess profit of your surge pricing going directly into the pockets of executives? Um comments on it. I'm not even that Wendy's, even if they don't do this, any company that would allow this thought to enter into any public consciousness, isn't worth my money. Uh, Stuff like that. A bunch of people saying that they're not going to Wendy's anymore. Robert Reich sounded off on this as well. While Wendy's plans to price gouge you with Uber style surge pricing. It's not price gouging is not a thing. It's supply and demand Mm -hmm. that, that we don't like. Uh, It's I. It's simultaneously enriching wealthy shareholders with a five hundred million dollars stock buyback program. That's the thing about corporate greed; it's shameless. They'll just keep pushing to see how far they can. You go. know
0: what? You know what is price gouging? Like the state of Illinois raising their registration for vehicles. Yeah, from you know eighty bucks up to three hundred and fifty or whatever it is now. Yeah, you have no the, other option. There's no other option. You have to
1: have it, or they'll impound your car. Right. That stuff is like that. what
0: actually is yeah. price gouging, <laughs> you know?
1: Um, Wendy's to test, uh, here's a news headline. Wendy's to test surge pricing menu that updates based on demand. New York Times dyna- dynamic pricing for burgers and shakes. Wendy's will give it a whirl. Thank you to the New York Times for using the actual phrasing that was used by Wendy's. Um, another one, Wendy's pays the price for comments on digital menu board potential. We're getting closer to the truth right now. Uh, but let's go through this New York Post article right now. Wendy's planning Uber style surge pricing where burger prices fluctuate based on demand. From what I could find, this was the New York Post were the first people to, to uh, post about this. That becomes important later on. Um, go ahead, Charlie. All
0: right. Wendy's is preparing to test an Uber style surge pricing model where the cost of menu items will fluctuate throughout the day based on demand. Meaning a Dave's burger will cost more during the lunch or dinner rush. The fast food chain's unappetizing plans, set to be tested in a high stakes rollout next year, will squeeze more money out of already inflation battered Americans who may not have the option to eat their meals during off peak hours. And they have to go to Wendy's. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, have to.
0: Wendy's CEO, Kirk Tanner, announced the new system on a call with investors, noting the Ohio-based company will invest $20 million on high-tech menu boards that will be able to update prices in real time without incurring additional overhead costs. Oh, yeah. So,
1: Sorry, let me go ahead and give you some more here.
0: As we continue to show the benefit of this technology in our company-operated restaurants, franchisee interest in digital menu boards should increase further supporting sales and profit growth across the system. Tanner didn't put a ceiling on how much the dynamic pricing model could spike, the cost of a meal, or whether the base price would actually fall during slower periods. Representatives for Wendy's, which has more than 6,000 locations nationwide, would not say how much prices could fluctuate. Dynamic pricing can allow Wendy's to be competitive and flexible with pricing, motivate customers to visit, and provide them with the food they love at a great value. We will test a number of features that we think will provide an enhanced customer and crew experience. So you're saying prices can go up and down.
1: They can go up and and down except for uh, before we go through the whole thing. Let me just go ahead and let people uh, know something here. Uh, This isn't true. They never said they were going to do surge pricing and all of this is made up.
0: They only said that they were going to have menu item or digital menu boards.
1: They said that they were going to do something called dynamic pricing and upselling. Uh, My... My um, assumption here is that the reason I said the first place I could find this was the New York Post was because I was trying to trace it back to where surge pricing came from. Every time someone says surge pricing in one of these articles, they put it in quotes. Um, They put it in quotes because no one ever actually said it. They're quoting someone else who said it. And so each person continues to quote someone else who said surge pricing and what they call it. And the New York Post is the first place I could trace it back to. Um, I actually went through their earnings report and looked at what they actually said in the earnings report, and they never said anything about prices going up during high-demand hours or anything like that. Um, They said they could do dynamic pricing and upselling. Um, Went and pulled a screenshot from their earnings report uh, where they say dynamic pricing and menu offerings, upsell capabilities. My assumption is that maybe some people don't know what upselling is which could mean if you came there to buy a burger, they could ask if you want fries. That's upselling. Mm-hmm. Or add bacon. Uh, uh, or in this case, they're talking about using AI uh, to try and get it to upsell you on particular items on the menu. Uh, when you come up, hell, maybe they can even recognize your car when it pulls up eventually. Mm-hmm. I don't know, something like Go that. Put your, your
0: standard order
1: in and yeah. <laughs> <It'd> ask <laughs> if you want to add anything. That's not, not a terrible idea. In, in my opinion, um, dynamic pricing could be surge pricing, but then you would have to assume that the people who run Wendy's are complete idiots because this is a, a really terrible idea. Dynamic pricing means that the prices can change for your items. It also means you could do bundled options. Uh, it means that you could do happy hour options. It means that you could do different things like this. Uh, surge pricing is one of them, what Uber does. Uh, But there's also other things like like here's one saying dynamic pricing in restaurants. Uh, Restaurants have done dynamic pricing for decades. Happy hours at bars is a form of dynamic pricing, Uh, letting customers know that if they come during a less crowded and demanding time, they'll be rewarded with cheaper drinks. Uh, If you've ever taken your kid to a restaurant on a quiet Tuesday evening, because that's when the restaurant has a kids eat free program. That's an example of dynamic pricing. For the most part, restaurants didn't do that. All that much dynamic pricing on their menus for instance, Subway had that $5 footlong deal years ago, and no matter what time of day you could go into a Subway and get a $5 footlong, that was dynamic pricing uh, for their option. What Wendy has actually said is that they are going to have a fully digital video menu board that is backed up by AI that will be able to change on the fly uh, to different for different times of the day and for different days of the week, and it will fully update all of those changes automatically in the system for a restaurant to do some type of a sale on something. Well, they got to print out stuff or whatever. Like you see, they put stuff on the tables Mm -hmm. or you'll see a corporate has to ship them these new things that they, you know, maybe they stick it in the dirt out outside the menu or they ship them a new plastic thing that they pop into the menu that's out there by the drive-thru or or whatever new window. Um, Yeah. Coverings, stuff like that what they actually said on their earnings call is that all of those things that you already see restaurants do they're just going to have it all fully digital in their menu boards and that there's going to be an ai system backing up the time of day that they do these different menu changes mm. they 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 never said that they were going to
0: like $1 frosties
1: yeah you know? something like that that's dynamic pricing mm. guys are you the same guy you were 10 years ago because i'm not I woke up one day and realized I didn't have the same energy, the same lean muscle mass, or the get-up-and-go-in-the-bedroom I used to have. As we age, we lose testosterone. They call it the man hormone, I call it the spark from my nateness. But there is a solution, the powerful testosterone booster in Nugenix Total T. I've only been taking this for a few weeks, but I can already tell you it's boosted my energy. I'm running around, fixing stuff in the house, going on walks, and yes, I've even started working out. And by the way, my wife says this is none of your guys' business, but the Nate she met 14 years ago is back in the bedroom, if you know what I mean. Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testofen will help you turn back the clock and re-energize your life Prove it to yourself risk-free. Try Nugenics Total T before you buy. There's nothing to lose and everything to gain. New energy, muscle, drive, and even more passion. Get your complimentary sample when you text 231231 and enter the keyword GML. Nugenics Total T's power boost is backed by clinical studies and real science. Nugenics' key ingredients like testifin has been shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. In other words, it's based in science and it works. Nugenics Total T's unprecedented formula with key ingredients that safely maximizes your free and total testosterone levels, helps you increase lean muscle mass, and skyrockets your performance as you age whatever your age. If you're not totally satisfied, Nugenics will refund 100% of your purchase price plus shipping and processing. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text 231231 and enter the keyword GML. Text now and get a bottle of NuGenix Thermo X, the newest and most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you lose fat fast and get lean fast. Absolutely free. Text 231231 and enter keyword GML. Text 231231 and enter keyword GML. Texting enrolls you into recurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Number one, doctor recommended brand by primary care physicians based on an independent survey conducted by IQVIA 2022. So while they, I'm not just going to say that they would never do something like raise prices. In peak hours or something like that. But all the reporting I've seen on this has been complete fugazi on this.
0: Do you think maybe that was slightly purposeful so that Wendy's <laughs> would be in the news? Because maybe. when was the last time you went to a Wendy's? I
1: got to tell you, their burgers are not I don't know. That great. I mean, I used to enjoy a baconator back in the day, you know? Yeah. I did. You know? But these. These articles are not backed up by anything other than other people talking about stuff. Even when they bring in an example, they bring in, uh, they talk about how pricing on items vary depending on location, which is always a thing. A Wendy's meal in downtown Times Square, New York costs different than it does in Franklin, Tennessee, or that it does in New Jersey somewhere, something like that. Probably because. And, the rent is a lot higher. Yeah. And that's, yeah, there's the, right there, a specific reason that the prices would be different. Maybe you could say they're trying to charge a higher price because there's a higher volume of people in Times Square in New York. You could also say they pay way more money to have that location there. So there's, there's two parts of this story, in my opinion. One is how fast everyone jumped on this. Wendy's surge pricing was trending. Um, all, you know, tons of people out there Talking, talking trash about Wendy's, which they probably just deserve on account of their, the quality of their food. Yeah, which isn't you know? that great. My wife says Frosties are good. I don't know. I've never had one. Mm. But... Um, I mean, anybody can make a chocolate milkshake. Yeah. <laughs> basically. So,
0: you and know... their I'm, old fries were better to dip in it. These new, like, natural cut fries that never mm-hmm. cooked properly, at least when I've had them, they don't dip in the Frosty as well. Yeah. They don't taste... The same as it used Can't to. Feel like I want you're chewing, the chewing on leather. I want the crappy fries, not these natural cut fries with potato skin still on them. Mm-hmm. You know, when I dip my fries into a frosty, typically the last, Actually, the last time I dipped fries into a frosty, I got McDonald's fries. Yeah, and then a Wendy's frosty, and I dip my McDonald's in the Wendy's.
1: So Wendy's responded to this. There's actually some pretty funny things. Keep in mind, they never said that they were going to do anything called surge pricing. They said dynamic pricing. Mm. People assumed that that meant they were going to say surge pricing. And we haven't seen
0: a surge since the 90s. No,
1: we haven't. You know, Um, when was the last time you drank a surge? This community note, by the way, is the only reason that I knew that this was not all it was made up. Because when I talked to John about it yesterday, I had only seen Elizabeth Warren's post about this. That's all I'd seen. And I saw an article. I was like, wow, Wendy's doing surge pricing. That's a bold move on their part. And we were both like, well, that's a terrible idea, but I guess they have the right to do it, you know, but it's going to work out awful for them. And then I go back to it later and I see there's a community note on there saying that Wendy's never said surge pricing and that they put out a statement on this whole thing. Um, They said earlier this month, we issued our fourth quarter and full year 2023 earnings results and included an update on investments we were making in our digital business. By the way, I listen to stock market shows every single day of the week, and I listened around the time Wendy's did their earnings call. No one ever said anything about how Wendy's was going to be introducing surge pricing or anything like that. That would have definitely been news in the stock market world for a big restaurant to be doing this. And there are people whose entire lives and jobs revolve around combing through every word that these CEOs say on these earnings calls. And no one in the stock market world ever insinuated that they were talking about doing surge pricing whatsoever. I've only been able to trace this back to the New York Post being the first people to post about it. Uh, One initiative is digital menu boards, which are being added to U.S. company operated restaurants. We said these menu boards would give us more flexibility to change the display of featured items. This was misconstrued in some media reports as an intent to raise prices when demand is highest at our restaurants. We have no plans to do that and would not raise prices when our consumers are visiting us most. Any features we may test in the future would be designed to benefit our customers and restaurant crew members. Digital menu boards could allow us to change the menu offerings at different times of the day and offer discounts and value offers to our customers more easily, uh, particularly in slower times of the day. Um, I thought of, the reason I actually wanted to talk about this was how fast people jumped on this, how big of a deal it was, at least in the Twitter space. A lot of that has to do, I think, with just people's general hatred for businesses. Mm, yeah. General hatred for corporations. Rich people. For, for rich people, anyone who was turning the profit. And so this idea of price gouging uh, just flew on the internet so quickly yesterday and saw so many people jump on it. And
0: Well, this was reported on by real journalists now. Mm-hmm,
1: you know. It was.
0: It was doing their job.
1: This is the time the New York Post should have been censored yesterday when they posted this, I guess. Um, They had a couple quotes here uh, from Wendy's. Let me try and find it real quick. Uh, To clarify, clarify, Wendy's will not implement surge pricing, which is the practice of raising prices when demand is highest. We didn't use that phrase, nor do we plan to implement that practice. Uh, They added there are no plans to raise prices at high demand. We said that these boards would give us more flexibility to change the display of featured items. Um, there's their actual quote saying that it was misconstrued. Um, I saw something really funny after this. After this, which I didn't finish putting all of it in there uh, in the show notes today, the news articles changed to they were backtracking on their surge pricing idea. So after Wendy's clarified, and after it came out that they never actually said this, the news reports changed into Wendy's backtracks on surge pricing idea (laughs) after backlash online. And... That's they after, never said it from the get-go. They never actually had the plan to do yeah. it. But <laughs> well, maybe they did
0: plan to do it secretly. But at the know?
1: at the end of the day, they could do it if they wanted to. Yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it'd be good for business. It would be a terrible business idea. Yeah. It's also different from the the Uber model of doing surge pricing. Although,
0: if they only did a few cents, you know, people aren't going to notice that. It'd be like Office Space. Yeah, you know, just a little bit at a time. Yeah. Um, and then all that would obviously flow into the CEO's pocket.
1: I did you know? see that post that um, tactical warlock just posted. That was a really <laughs> good one. It's uh, got the, uh, is that wall street? Is that what the movie is? Uh, when I buy a baconator on the dip, short the sandwich at 1215 and turn a 27% <laughs> profit down trading terms. That doesn't make any sense, but it was a really funny post. Yeah, It had like 12,000 retweets at the time that I saw it. Yeah, um, That was, that was really good. Um, the uh, the Uber model makes sense because you're trying to attract drivers to come out and drive and fulfill the demand at really busy times. And so as someone who's a former Uber driver, you do pay attention to times when there could be surge pricing. And they, they do that because they want more drivers to come out and actually facilitate that demand that they're getting. Maybe it's a which concert or a game. Which then lowers the price back down. Yeah. yeah. And so you do actually offer to pay the drivers more money and the riders pay more money, and the drivers get paid more more money, and more people come out. They take care of the demand, and people get better service afterwards. Now, the restaurant, it's not as if uh, you're going to see there's a long line to drive through, and you're going to bump the prices up, you know, by twenty percent on is everything. Get crew members and in the door. The crew members start walking in to come and take care of you, whatever. Like that's not. So the idea doesn't even make sense. Mm. Is what is what I'm saying, which is probably why Wendy's never planned to do it in the first place. Yep. And so there, there's, there's that. I don't know what the entire point of that is other than it's crazy how fast people will jump on something on social media. And luckily, Community Notes came in and let some people know. Uh, but it is crazy how fast people will jump on something. And it's also crazy how the media, how different publications will quote what another publication said and then when you read it on their publication, it seems like it's something that the, that the original person said, like Wendy said. But actually they're quoting what someone else in another article called it. Without doing the research. Yeah, without actually doing yeah. any of the research. And then by the time you read like the fourth article, which is quoting the three articles before it, you think it has something to do with what the actual original subject is doing. But actually they're just quoting what all of the other people said in these articles. And so it's... It was crazy to watch that happen yesterday. Basically, is what I'm saying right mm. now. Um, speaking of Best restaurants, <laughs> yeah,
0: I saw this as well.
1: Yeah. Yep. Speaking of mm. foods, um, just real quick before we go, you have to call out Gavin Newsom when you can. Um, future president Gavin Newsom. Yeah, probably. You know, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, corrupt, corrupt guy for sure. As I, I think it's a safe assumption for most politicians. Uh, but in that new fast food law, the Fast Act, uh, where they are bumping everyone up to twenty bucks an hour and putting a whole bunch of people out of work, especially if you're a Pizza Hut delivery person or whatever, uh, they exempted uh, Panera. <laughs> More specifically, they exempted people that uh, that bake bread and sell it as a standalone item. So
0: look out for the for the exactly McBaguette. <laughs>
1: I want, a, I want to see this. I want to see this happen. Yeah, I want to see this happen in California for McDonald's and Burger King and and even Wendy's that have surge price baguettes, and they'll <laughs> they won't have to pay people the twenty bucks an hour because yeah. that's been exempted. It turns out that was exempted uh, because Gavin Newsom is friends, and I believe it said he even went to uh, they went to the same high school, maybe not together. Attended the same high school.
0: And also donates a lot to his campaign. Yeah.
1: Been involved with business dealings. Um, apparently this is a specific carve out in the law exempting Panera from this law. Now why think about it for a minute? Well, chains that bake bread and sell it as a standalone item. And sure, there's other chains, but tell me for a minute why it makes logical sense that chains that bake bread and sell it as a standalone item shouldn't have to pay their workers a living wage <laughs> if you're someone who thinks along that yeah. that route. Mm-hmm. It's because of the friendship with this no, guy. No, Nate. Like, that's just... You just... Oh, that's, that's all you gotta foolery ask to right think there.
0: <laughs> that friends would make deals like this. Like,
1: tell me the economic argument where the people who work for a bakery don't deserve the same living wage as the people who work at McDonald's. Yep. Well, you know, I'll tell you because
0: they just don't, because <laughs> baking bread, you know, still, still a regular job, <laughs> still, you know.
1: It's because of the history of baking bread, yeah. and you go all the way back to Adam Smith. You know,
0: baking bread's not the same as flipping burgers.
1: <laughs> so it, it, it isn't at all. It's a way easier <laughs> than flipping burgers. I'm being uh, I'm being sarcastic when I say that. Anyhow. The main point of this, which we glossed over the entire article, but we gave you the bullet points, is that even the compassionate people who want to help those that are in need and make sure that people get the living wage that they deserve at the end of the day. Or at
0: least want to
1: appear that way. want to appear that way. At the end of the day, they still just care about their own money, their own political donations, their own friends, and they will allow carve outs to come in to help their own friends potentially save money. Now Panera, it's not exactly like Panera is not going to have to pay 20 bucks an hour because if Panera is lined up next to a bunch of restaurants that pay 20 bucks an hour. Then the workers are going to leave Panera and they're going to go work at that place. Mm -hmm. As long as those places are actually still hiring people and they're not just using machines or whatever, you know? So it's not exactly like it's going to work out for a massive save for Panera because they do have to be competitive with the rest of the businesses uh, that are in their neighborhood. Uh, but this is specifically a carve out for Gavin Newsom's friend. Yeah. Is the deal. Yep. Uh, that's all we have time Gavin for. Gavin said,
0: "Don't worry, Glenn.
1: <laughs> we'll take care of you." And they did.
0: <sighs> Isn't it uh they, they and they thought they were going to slip this in. Mm-hmm. You know, no one would notice, but it's been noticed.
1: But later when he runs for president eventually, we're going to go in the depth and detail about his family's ties to natural gas and oil and, and the reasons they've been against nuclear and all, all kinds of stuff like that, because it turns out, um, he's, he's got a, he's got a lot of ties in the energy sector, mm. like in his family specifically and is uh, extremely corrupt. And many of California's energy policies, uh, could in fact stem from the fact that that is where that all, been, all of his money comes from. That his family benefits. That that's where immensely. all of his family money comes from or came from. Uh, so similar we'll, to Pritzker in Illinois. Um, hmm. I don't know anything about. He's the sausage king of Chicago. That's what I call I don't him. Know. I don't know. Okay, let's go. All right, y'all. If you
0: enjoyed today's episode, share it around or don't. I don't care. Clearly, because I missed three days this week. Yeah. That's how much I care about liberty well, right now? Three, yeah. Because liberty doesn't care about me.
1: You could have done yesterday at some point. I could have, and yeah. you said. Name. That was me. Yeah. That was me.
0: Anyway, I appreciate you guys listening and sharing, those of you that do. Uh, leave us a rating and review. If you feel so inclined, if you feel declined, <laughs> then don't. Don't do it. But if you're feeling inclined, then you should. That's what I'm saying.
1: It's free country, kind of.
0: Go to godhatesfeds.com, pick up some merchandise or good morningliberty.us. That's where you can find everything. Everything's in the show notes. Just go look at those. I'm tired of saying this. You can go read for yourselves.
1: Are we going to introduce dynamic pricing for the Fed Haters Club? We should. Yeah. Let's do yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Surge pricing.
0: Surge pricing on t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Everything. Yeah. The more demand there is, the we probably have to offer more discounts.
1: Yeah. At this point. <laughs> Yeah, I try to discount the shirts. You won't let me.
0: Liberty on a so, discount.
1: Anyway, do I'm, all the I'm things I said by the fact that we're actually making money on the shirts right now. Hey, you know? check
0: our check our um, sponsors out. We've got some new people on board. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys supporting them helps support us, and uh, keeps Nate fed.
1: We know? got we got five different sponsors keeps at Nate the same time haircuts. right now.
0: <laughs> the way Nate can afford his haircuts.
1: Yes, they cost a lot in more ways than one. They it do. looks good, man. Oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah.
0: Reminds me of the old days. Mm-hmm.
1: You know? What, what back when I was a baby? <laughs> yeah.
0: It looks great. <laughs> all right, do all those things or don't. And if you do or don't, we'll be back again tomorrow for some dumb bleep of the week. Until then, I hope you have a good day and a good morning liberty.